Jimmy, my man up there, I know in spirit you're up there with Stuart Scott watching what we're doing or thinking about us. And I will tell you this, Jimmy V, my man, we are not going to stop. Stop chasing the dream of raising dollars in your dream. Jimmy's dream was to beat cancer, and we must do it. No one has done it more than Dickie V in the fight, and you can help us as well as we all try to keep Jim Valvano's dream alive to beat cancer by supporting game-changing cancer research. You can join the fight against cancer visiting v.org slash donate. Again, 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. Hey, welcome back to Get Up. We are live here from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. I'm Brian Custer in for Greeny. Guys, we got to get to the game of the night. It was Thursday night football. It was Raiders. It was the Rams. Baker Mayfield, active for the Raiders, and boy, did he play a part in that fourth quarter. The Raiders looking for the fourth straight win. Opening drive, Derek Carr finds Devontae Adams out, Joe. Sometimes you have to give it to the other player. You compete, you play perfect coverage, that's a perfect throw, and he... What's better than perfect? Because that's whatever whatever's better than perfect is what that catch was. Three catches, 71 yards for him. Later in the drive, Josh Jacobs, the NFL rushing leader, his 11th touchdown of the season. Josh Jacobs, big-time play, 99 yards rushing. He's been playing outstanding without the fifth-year option. Hey, Rams second drive. Here comes Baker Mayfield. He comes in and, look, goes right to work, finds Van Jefferson, 21-yard pickup, and all of a sudden the Rams are moving here. Now, under two minutes ago, Raiders up 13-3, and Derek Carr... Again, Devontae Adams down the sideline for 35 and that's yards. That's a matchup we all been looking for, and the coverage still was great. Jalen Ramsey recovered late, but that pass was placed perfectly. You have to give it to the other guy. They get paid, too. Right before the half, Nico, you can't do this, though. He throws the pick in the end zone. Got to take care of the football this cost in the game right here. Yeah, 11 of 20, 137, two picks for Derek Carr in this game. Uh, under four minutes to play in this game. Rams... Trailing 16-3, but you know what? It's time for some Mayfield magic. Uh, he comes in and connect here with Cam Akers and gets just enough for a first and down, it's such, a, such a hard play to cover. The running back out of the backfield, the fight defender gets on him quickly. Doesn't need the touchdown, gets the first down, which leads to the touchdown. And all of a sudden, the Rams cut the deficit to just 16-10. to 10. So, the Raiders, they go three and out, and all of a sudden, Mayfield has the football. What? He gets sacked. You're like, oh, no. But wait a minute. Costly penalty. Jerry Tiller, Tillery. Call for the penalty. And two things happen. When you get a sack in a game, especially in the second half or fourth quarter, it should change the game. But now the penalty diminishes. Yeah, it does. It gives them new life. And all of a sudden, Ben Skoranek gets another catch. He has seven catches, 89 yards. And they're driving here. 34 seconds left. Mayfield. Skoranek, it works once. Go to it twice. Goes to it twice. And the best thing about what Skoranek did the play before, he ran down, put the ball down so Baker could do the two-minute drill, spike it right then and there. Spike it, stop the clock, and then let's go for the win. Van Jefferson, touchdown. I, I mean, look, look I got to tip my hat to Baker Mayfield on this throw. It was beautiful, perfect in-the-basket throw. Takes a shot down the field, wins in the game. Mayfield Magic, 22 of 35, 231 touchdown, a game winner. How about those Rams? Oh. Here they are in the locker room after the win. Hey, great job, man. Unbelievable to be able to come in here 10 minutes ago and help lead us to a victory. See you guys on Monday. Baker Mayfield.
Oh, that locker room's lit, and it should be. Uh, R.C., I, I remember <laughs> when he gets waived by Carolina, everybody was seeing his days as a starter over. He's done. Did he change your mind after what he did last night? No, he didn't. And I know people want you to come on here and say, oh, but I believe in Baker now. He had a great two-minute drive. Baker did some things that we know Baker can do. Baker located a single high safety defense and he threw a football that was pinpoint accurate. We've seen Baker Mayfield do that before. Baker Mayfield competed. I feel like Baker Mayfield competes every time he steps onto the field. But can we see this consistently? Can we see a mature adult, not only in the locker room, but on the field each and every week? Those are things that we've seen from Baker Mayfield over an extended period of time. Will we see flashes of talent? Will we see flashes of the things that made him number one, one overall pick? Absolutely. And we saw those things last night. But can you see that when Baker Mayfield is up? Can you see those things when Baker Mayfield is the guy? And I believe he has to play himself back into that. And what this is, this is a rest of the season tryout for Baker Mayfield to me to see if he fits in L.A. And with an aging Matthew Stafford, maybe he walks into next season on that roster with Sean McVay as the second guy and becomes the starter through that. But I don't believe any team this offseason goes, you know what, that's my guy. Because if you remember, he beat the Raiders on Thursday night. Nico, you saw that graphic that we just had here. According to Elias, that is the longest in the past 45 years for someone to go 98 yards basically in the last minutes of a game. And by the way, it's the second time Baker Mayfield's done as he did it back in 2018 when he was with the Browns. Well, we better franchise tag him than I guess. <laughs> like, come on. It's one game. It's one 230 yards, one touchdown. Okay, great game. You were just there for a cup of coffee. You just came in and you, and you didn't even know the place. They're probably on the side. They probably had a sandbox. Hey, Baker, drop what you want to play. Hey, run a go route. Run a go route here. He doesn't even know the playbook yet. And you saw that in the game. He was turning the wrong way, handing the ball off to nobody, taking, taking TFLs. That happened. I think okay. you're making the argument that that's bad. <laughs> no, imagine what he does learn to play. Right, exactly. When he does learn to play, I'll tell you a quick story. I'll tell you a quick story. So in 2009, in 2009, I got off an airplane at five eight at five in the morning. I had an eight o'clock meeting with the Patriots. We had a game on Friday. I was there on a Wednesday. I had no idea what the playbook was, none whatsoever. Matt P said, "I don't care if you know the plays or not. Just go out there and just play football." I said, "Okay, great. I can do that. I've been doing this my whole life. You can play ball when you just go play." And I went out there, had three sacks. I let up a couple of touchdowns. I was supposed to be in coverage. But it was okay because they said, just go play. And they win Super Bowls. And, and then I kind of – and then I was in coverage. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I wasn't as much of a pass rusher. You know, they're oh taking me out of certain things for uh, contracts. You know, we won't talk about that. But anyway, um, you know, I, I just think – Okay, it's one game. Can we relax? I know we all want to jump on this. Baker's coming back. He's going to be the starter. It's taking him to the Super Bowl. Let's relax. It's one game. It's one great. It's one game, bro. Take it away. No, Take it away. Because because covered him in college. I, I, I'd like, I, I I'm going to go on the record here because I have before. Okay. RC said we're not all going to jump on like Baker being a quarterback, being a starting quarterback now. You say like we're not all going to jump on the bandwagon. I've been on that. Like I am proud to say when I covered him at OU, I thought he would be good in the NFL. I didn't necessarily think he should go number one overall to the Browns because I wanted him to go to a franchise that had its stuff together. The Browns, I thought that he overperformed with them given the circumstances around him. What I think he needs is a coach that believes in him, that gives him all the tools to help him develop. I also think that he needs to work from, to, to R.C.'s point, 
in a tryout situation. Because if you remember, that's where he thrived in college. When he was a walk-on, when he left Texas Tech, he went to OU with no scholarship. He played himself into a scholarship. He played himself into winning a Heisman Trophy and being a Heisman finalist. I think that this is a situation where Baker Mayfield thrives, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Okay, so if that's the case and he does this basically on a couple of days, let's go to the other side of the table here. Because Derek Carr's been there for years. And all of a sudden, you look at his second half, Two of seven, just 11 yards, a couple of picks. We saw just saw the pick right before the half. Can you win and win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr? No, you can't, especially the Derek Carr that we saw yesterday. That was two, two completions in the second half. There was a horrible interception in the first half. That had 11 completions all throughout the game. Like, we saw three of the completions. That was like a third of all the completions in the game in the highlight. So, those, those inconsistencies – will hurt you when it comes playoff time, when it comes December football. And, yes, they made it last year, but though you cannot count on him to consistently win, not yet. You need to continue to show it and prove it. You have Devontae Adams. We saw that huge losing streak early in the season. You found a way to win some games late, leaning on Josh Jacobs. But consistency matters, especially – not only a quarterback at any position in the NFL, and we haven't seen that yet from Derek Carr. And people are going to start giving the side eye to Josh McDaniels as well. I mean, you, this is the fourth loss for these guys where they've had double-digit leads. They lost to Jeff Saturday, too, in the Colts. Remember that as well. All right, let's build some Friday game plans for Sunday. RC, uh, the Giants game plan to beat Philly. I mean, it has to start with Saquon Barkley. He has to get rolling the way that he was rolling early on in the season. And then the defensively, you have to make have some turnovers. When we've seen the Philadelphia Eagles struggle, it's been because they've been creating turnovers defensively. And now if you're Daniel Jones, you need to make two or three explosive plays, whether using your legs or getting outside of the pocket and pushing the football down the field. Uh, Nico, they've done it once. But what's the Jets' game plan if they're going to beat the Bills? It starts up front. they got to get after Josh Allen. You cannot let Josh Allen run all over the field. You can't let him take advantage of you in the red zone. So, again, creating turnovers in the red zone, being tough in the red zone like they were um, in the first matchup, I think that really puts them in a great position to upset the Bills. Okay, we're talking upsets then, Acho. Uh, what's the Bucks' game plan? to beat the 49ers. Yeah, that's a start with your defense. Tampa Bay, you have to lean on your defense. Tom Brady's not going to carry you through the game, but you have to get him to a point where you have you are striking distance with two minutes left, and all of a sudden, everyone starts to fear who Tom Brady is and what he's become and what he's been all this season, all this season in his career, and he can lead a two-minute drive to win you the game. He did it last week. He did it a few weeks ago. Your defense has to keep you in it, keep it close, and then let Tom Brady strike. You know, speaking of the Bucks and the Niners, our Dominic Foxworth had this to say about Tom Brady on Get Up earlier this week. Listen to this. Tom Brady, like, frankly, he's not good enough to carry a team anymore, which is not a disrespectful thing to say, but it's true. They need What they need from Tom Brady is to make plays in spurts. And to be able to carry him the rest of the way, which is what they had, how they had success in the past. And right now, they're asking him to make a lot of damn spurts throughout the course of the game, and it's not going to work. Mm. Wow. Uh, Brooke, your reaction to that? I agree. I mean, look, and, and I think it's, it's okay. Tom Brady is an older quarterback. We all have to accept that. We all have accepted that because we've seen it this year. I think what he needs is to everybody around him compliment him, lift him up. He needs to have a good defense to pick him up. That's why he went to Tampa because he had all of these pieces. It's okay that he's not carrying a team and that he's not elevating guys the way he's used to. 
I think that at this point in his career, he needs help. It's okay to say that he needs help. One of those things though, that the Bucks can do is to have him continue to get the ball out of his hand faster and play with tempo. Obviously, you cannot play with tempo an entire game. That would run your defense ragged. But I think mixing that in more before they get to the two-minute situation really helps him out. What do you think, Acho? Yeah, I think what Dominique said is something that people have been – I said that weeks ago, early in the season. It was obvious. You watch the tape, it's like, yeah, Tom Brady isn't who he used to be for whatever reasons, whether it's the age or or whatever. That's not who he is or who he has been. And then the issue, the reason why it hurts is that the defense isn't what it's been in years past either. Todd Bowles, this defense has been a top three defense pretty much the entirety of the time that he's been there, and they haven't been that this year. Even run defense, the entirety of Todd Bowles' career, he's had, he's coached like the number one run defense. They haven't been that. And so defensively, you're you're, you're not the number one defense like you were when they won the Super Bowl or a top defense. And then offensively, you don't have no, you don't have the weapons you had before. And then at quarterback, you're not the player you were before. So yes, this is true. He's not who he was before. And Neither is everyone else around him, so that's why it hurts even more. So, okay, if I'm Tom, exactly. if I'm Tom Brady, can I look and say, "But well, look at my offensive line. These guys have been hurt. They've been Tom in Brady and out here." Can't do that. You, you, listen, like what you were saying, it's Tom and the team. It's the team around him that is struggling. And we talked about this in training camp when they lost their center and they lost the guards and they've dealt with injury. They're not. They're one-dimensional. They haven't been able to run the football. Tom doesn't look great in the pocket. He looks like he's, you know, skittish, doesn't want to take any hits. So, yeah, you, sometimes you just got to look at yourself in the mirror and, and just be real. Be real with – I look at myself, I'm like, bro, I'm not Brad Pitt now. You got to be real. Let's be real. You said now insinuating that you ever were. were. Well, you know, when I was younger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I sprinkles, beard. I got a double chin now. It's okay. But anyway, the beard covers it. So, I'm just saying, let's be real. Let's be real. What are the Tampa Bay Bucks? They're a 500 team. Yeah. They're oh, not a Super Bowl team. RC, what do you see? Because for some reason, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why Tom Brady and Mike Evans can't get on the, the, the same page, and here we are late in the season. Well, I think the first thing we have to do is look at where this statement started. And it started with Dominique Foxworth. And when I see a man with that sort of turtleneck, he's very akin to me to a man who likes big butts. And Sir Mix-a-Lot said about a man that likes big butts. He cannot lie. And neither is Dominique Foxworth. When you look at what Tom Brady was in 2020, right? You know, the reason he came there from New England in 2019. Oh my God. I'm trying to talk, Stop. guys. I'm trying to give analysis here, right? So I need y'all to help me. I can't talk when y'all laughing. Like, that's not how it works. Right, I know. I need check. They put the turtleneck up. I'm sorry, Fred. They Basically, put Dominique's turtle- right. Dominique's yeah. right, guys. Dominique's yeah. right. Tom Brady can no longer carry a team. It's the reason he came to Tampa. Right. <laughs> and look at this. And everybody's going chalky. Look, you, I agree. I love turtleneck. Every, everybody's going with the Niners. With that, let's go to break before we get in trouble. Vikings! How about those guys? They just might be the sneaky best team in the NFL. So why should they be the ones on upset alert against the Lions of all squads? Plus, just five weeks and Josh Allen and the Bills lost to the Jets. Why revenge might not come just as easily for the Buffalo QB against Gang Green on Sunday.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Welcome back to Get Up. Let's look ahead to week 14. Let's get on upset alert. RC, give us an upset alert for this weekend. Your pick. I forgot who I picked. Who did I pick? I picked somebody. The Steelers. Who I said is going to upset. Somebody tell me. The Steelers are going to win. That's not an upset. (laughs) See, Brooke talked so eloquently about it earlier. I forgot who I picked because I started thinking that the Steelers were the favorite. But the Steelers are going to win this game. Tyler Huntley is now the quarterback for Baltimore. Though he looks a lot like Lamar Jackson, he isn't. And you can tell by the record. And the Steelers are picking up steam, as we do in December all the time. Acho, give us your pick. Hey, so my pick is the Ravens over the Steelers. I think that's the upset. They're playing with Tyler Huntley. He's one and three. He's the backup. That's got to be the upset for me. I think they're going to find a way to win. You know they're going to win. I'm saying in my mind. I think in my mind they're upset. Defense has been playing great the last nine weeks. Roquan Smith has been great. Tyler Huntley will find a way to win, even though. He's the backup quarterback. Uh, Brooke, what's your upset? Uh, I'm going to go outside of the AFC North because you all know how I feel about both of your sides here. I think the Lions are going to upset the Vikings. Wow. I know the Vikings are a 10-win team, but look, the Lions have a sneaky amount of momentum. They almost upset the Bills on Thanksgiving. This is going to be, I think, a shootout between these two teams. You look at the Lions. They can't stop the pass. Mm. The Vikings can't stop the pass. I think that we're going to take this one all the way down to the end. I'm excited. Oh. I, I think it's the Lions. All right, our next stop is Buffalo, where the Bills host the Jets' pivotal AFC East matchup. You know, Josh Allen threw a pair of picks in their Week 9 loss to the Jets at MetLife Thursday on Get Up. Bart Scott said this about Gan Green. I don't know what the hell is going on with the eye makers. The Geek Squad man had a glitch in their system, but they have the Jets as like a nine-point underdog. Did you remember that the Jets beat the Bills earlier this season. I'm going with Mike White and my Jets. Even bolder than that, I think my Jets win the division. Yeah, I said it. Wow. You heard him. Brooke? 
I, he I hear what Bart's saying, but do you know what I remember is that the Bills were not totally healthy at that point, particularly their defense. But look, they've got Jordan Poyer back, Matt Milano back. I know he's not playing great, but he's on the field. Also, Trey White. To me, this is a much different Bills team that saw the Jets the first time around. Also, the Bills have a run game that's a little bit more established now. James Cook is coming on strong. I, I don't think that the odds makers are that far out of line. I don't know that I put the spread that wide, but I, I think that this is a Bills win. Acho, they look awfully bad against the Jets five weeks ago. Why will they perform better? Well, so much has changed. The in, obviously, the injury piece is huge. So many guys are back healthy. Jordan Poyer, who's back healthy, they haven't lost when he's been on the field. That's a piece of it. And the second piece is the Jets' red zone offense, at least last week, was abysmal. You got in the red zone so many times. All you got were field goals or, or turnovers. And finally, there was one touchdown. Fourth and one had to be reviewed. That red zone offense needs to be improved. Defensively, the Jets are dominant. Quinn and Williams, dominant. Nine sacks, ten sacks on the season. They got so many guys, John Franklin Myers, who can play. But I just need to see more on that offensive side of the ball, specifically in the red zone. Those are four-point swings. If you want to beat Buffalo, that has to change. RC, you know, I was listening to the Jets talk about this. They felt they were disrespected by the oddsmakers going into this game. They said, look, we played zone against Josh Allen last time. He threw us two picks. No touchdowns. What are your thoughts? Well, I think this uh, secondary of the New York Jets is ultimately confident. You think even when they said after the game last week that they were in Jay Jetta stuff the entire game. So they believe in themselves, especially at the corner position. And when you look at what they were able to do in the second half against Josh Allen, moving in and out of different defenses, playing two safety highs, quarter, quarter halves, I believe they were able to confuse him. They made him think about where he wanted to go with the football. So I believe defensively they are confident. But can we see the Mike White that we saw in the second half against the Minnesota Vikings and not the guy that played the first half. Can this offense get the football to Garrett Wilson in spots where he can be a guy who gets yards after the catch along with Elijah Moore? I believe the Bills should be the favorite in this game, but if you are the New York Jets, you are ultimately confident because you have looked in the eyes of the beast and beaten him, but this is a different Bills team than they saw a few weeks ago. Uh, I want to see the game picks here and see what if everybody's picking here. Oh, wow. Everybody's going chalk here with the Bills. But let me ask you this here, Brooke. What if the Bills lose? What if it happens again for the second time? I mean, I think it depends on how they lose. But to me, if Josh Allen goes out and he has another performance like he did the first time around against the Jets, that is hugely concerning. He is too far into his development and maturity as a quarterback. He's been paid too much money to make bad decisions, the kind of decisions that he's made that have cost his team games. And I think that if he comes out and he does that against the Jets, look, I get it. The Jets do have a really good defense. But – the Bills' offense is supposed to be better. The Bills' offense is supposed to win a Super Bowl. He's got to be better than Acho that. Acho got 20 seconds. If, if if the Bills lose again, you know Bart's going to be like, I told y'all, Jets may just win this division. And the Bills would still be on top of the division. Even if you lose the game, I'm not concerned about the Bills falling off of anyone's proverbial map. The Bills are still going to be fine, even without Von Miller. Now, there may be concerns <laughs> as far as the narrative statement. goes. But at the end of the day, the Bill, this is still the Bills' division to, to win. And also, Mike White, yes, the narrative on him will be better. But Buffalo will still be in a great position. All right, coming up, we know it has been really a nightmare start for Russell Wilson's time, especially up there in Denver. But can we give Bronco fans any hope moving forward? We're going to answer that next. But first, it is sneaky himbo time. Nick, this one's for you. Who was the last Broncos quarterback to beat the Chiefs? Who? 
Last Broncos QB to beat the Chiefs. They fought like 13 straight to him. We'll answer that when we come back. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement macy's gift finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both you can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under you can also sort by category like fragrance handbags and more or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma find top brands like studio pro model beats headphones polaroid cameras and samsung smart tvs so what are you waiting for mother's day is may 12th it'll be here before you know it Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right, back to sneaky himbo time. We asked the question, who was the last Bronco quarterback to beat the Chiefs? They've lost 13 straight. Okay. So this is I overthought it's, it's it. not Flacco. Okay. Is it Flacco? No, no. <laughs> um, it's, so Peyton Manning was there, and okay. I played against Peyton Manning, and we lost to Peyton, but, but uh, Brock Osweiler was in between Peyton Manning uh-huh. and Flacco, I think. Okay, okay. so you're going, going with. with he's tall and he beat us in right. overtime. So you're going with who? The tall guy. You're going o- with Osweiler. Osweiler. You're yeah. going with Osweiler. That's who I had. It's but wrong? that's who I had. No. Take a look at the answer, though. You had it. You had it. You had him. You had him dead to no. right. Peyton Manning, week two, back in 2015. You were right there, man. You were I'm, right there. But, oh. You were right there. I'm with you, Himbo. I bet you. I'm... These are tricks. These are tricks. <laughs> this is tricky. You overthought it. Over like here. You, yeah, he's you over over here sitting on his legs up, having a great yeah. time. Oh, look yeah. I'm on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have computers. <laughs> Let's get back to the game I'm of the night. Let's every... stay in that division. It was the Rams and the Raiders. Baker Mayfield, he was not only active, played a big part in this game. Raiders looking for their fourth straight win. We get to their opening draft. Derek Carr down the sideline, and Acho, he finds Devontae Adams. Play special is not only Devontae Adams' release, but the fact that he caught the ball with no eyes and with one hand. I mean, there's so many things that any receiver, if you can pick one of those things, he did all of those things. Yeah, he really did. Let's get here to the second quarter. Raiders leading 13-3. You can't do this, though. Right before the half, he throws a pick. Throws a lollipop up in the air for the defense to catch in the red zone. It's one of the worst decisions you can make. Yes, there's pressure in his face, so that's a big deal, but then just take the sack. Don't turn it over. It was certainly 
really costly for them because now it's 16 to 10. Under two minutes to play. Here comes that Mayfield magic, and he's going to take these guys right down the field. First big play, Ben Skoranek, and picks up 32. And what you notice, there are no timeouts left. Ben Skoranek gets up and runs right down, places the ball so you don't lose as much time as you could. Yeah, later in the drive, 34 seconds left. Again, Skoranek again, he capitalizes. He's a go-to guy. Game's on the line. Yeah, on the line. Spike the ball. Let's stop the clock. And then, you know what? Let's win it. Here, just nine seconds left. Van Jefferson. Baker, great throw, man. That's a <laughs> heck of a throw. Good job. I tip my hat to you. Great win. Yeah, how about that? They oh, get the victory. For everyone. 16 to 17. Baker Mayfield and the Rams pull it off. And you know what? Let's stay out west where the hapless Broncos host the Chiefs on Sunday in a game that was really flexed out of prime time. So Thursday on Get Up, Damian Woody had this to say about Russell Wilson's year one here in Denver. This falls on the player. And this is very revealing as far as Russell Wilson is concerned because you make this blockbuster trade and you have this stinker of a season, I don't think that ever gets wiped away. And what compounds it all is Geno Smith balling in <laughs> Seattle. That's what makes this whole thing yeah, even worse. worse. To me, that's the capper when you look at what Geno has done in Seattle. But, RC, I got to come to you because you said this a long, long time ago. Uh, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Speak on it, Frat. Wait, did you say I was, I was right? I, I, I want to hear it correctly. Did you, not that I said it a long time ago, I was looking more for the setup of RC, you were right, now go. Because I was right. And I think it's, you know, it's one of those things, it's, it wasn't necessarily an assessment that Russell Wilson hasn't been a very good quarterback in this league. To me, it was that Russell Wilson didn't possess all-time great stuff, that Russell Wilson wasn't necessarily the force multiplier or the leader of a team that you can insert anywhere in the NFL, and right away that team becomes successful, right away that team becomes explosive offensively, and I would love to say that I thought it could be this bad, but no way I thought it could be this bad. No way that I think the running joke would be Russell Wilson's touchdown passes compared to Russell Wilson's amount of bathrooms in his house. When you think of all the things that happen in Seattle, the one thing that comes to mind is this. John Snyder and Pete Carroll knew something about Russell Wilson and knew something about Geno Smith that none of us knew. They knew that Russell, Russell may have been a guy who was helped by the other products or the other players in that, in that office, by the other people or the system that went on in that building, and that Geno Smith could insert himself into that and be successful, and that maybe Russell Wilson isn't a player that can thrive everywhere. Now, do I think that he'll be this bad for the rest of his career? Absolutely not, because he can't be this bad the rest of his career and actually keep a job. But Russell Wilson is to blame for what's going on in Denver. It doesn't matter who the head coach is, because if you're a guy who gets $250 million, you're supposed to elevate. He's only taken away from what the Denver Broncos were with a guy like Jake, um, with a guy like Teddy Bridgewater last year, who was the starter. Yeah, so then let's, let's give some Broncos fans some hope here because I, I was looking at it like where can we get back to a system where Russell Wilson was thriving out of the pocket, making deep down the field throws. What can the Broncos do to get that 
Russell Wilson back? Uh, that's, that's a difficult question because I think that he's a completely different player than he was when he was younger. And I, I was in the NFL playing against young Russell Wilson, and we, we, when we would game plan against him, you had to worry about that threat of him running, that dual threat out of the pocket. And there were a ton of broken plays early in his career. And when, with a broken play, you get out of the pocket, which would slow down the pass rush. Now you watch other defenses, they're not slowing down the rush. They're not dialing it back because they're worried about the quarterback running like you would against a Josh Allen, so to speak. So I think that his game has changed a lot. He is not the same guy. He's not the guy that's going to threaten you with moving out of the pocket and then running for first downs, which he did a lot of early in his career. And then you also have to look at the pieces. You know, he had Marshawn. He had a great defense. Like all those things help you as a player. And moving forward, that's why I'm sitting here. I don't, I don't know what they would do with him. Because moving him out of the pocket, I don't know if that's necessarily his best attribute as a player right now to be moving around and running. He's, he's an older player as well. He's not 28. So, Acho, is, is there something you can do offensively to get back to that Russell Wilson? Or if you're Denver, are you just going to be stuck with, you know what, this is probably going to be – go down as one of the worst trades we've ever done is going to set us back for a few years. I think you just lean on on the formula that took him to the Super Bowl and that had him go win a Super Bowl, which is a strong defense and a strong running game. I, I was in the division but playing against amazing. Russell Wilson. And it's, say it again. They're so good on defense. They're so they, good. They got the defense. Running, so running, bad. Running game as well. You got to have a running game as well, right? So you have, a, you have a solid defense and then lean on the running game as well. Like what my point is, Russell Wilson's in his, in his prime. It was built on that dominant defense, which Denver is, is near there. Yep. But also Marshawn Lynch and then his ability to move in the pocket. But Russell Wilson was a, a hard guy to bring down. He was a hard guy to track down when he's not only running for first downs, but evading people in the pocket, delaying defenses, rushes, making plays go longer. And so you've got the defense in place, but now you have to, you can't, like, you need to build a running game as well. You don't have to make it at a point where, man, Russell Wilson, you're going to be the center of our offense. Even if you paid him all this money, right, he's an older player. He may, may not be the same player he was in the past. So change what you have. You want to have hope for your team? Change the way that you've been playing the game to build it around who your player is right now. You have the defensive side of the ball. Now change your running attack as well. That's what I would say. Give me a final word, bro. I mean, look, I, I agree that I think that Russell has to do some soul-searching and look in the mirror and understand that he has to evolve as as a quarterback, as an older quarterback, knowing that he doesn't have the same skill set as when he came out because he's aging. I also just want to see Russ work in silence. I'm not saying change your whole persona, change all that stuff. I want to see him win over the locker room, however it is that he does that. But I think that if he has a better connection with his teammates, I think you've got to do some soul-searching this offseason and just really stare in the mirror for a while. You know, don't, don't repeat mantras, anything like that, but just – I think get back to the core of who you want to be as a player and figure out how to do that as you get older. Let's ride, guys. Let's ride. You know right. the easiest way to fix that, though, is to go ball. You know, football players in a locker room, it's real simple to win people over. You go out there and you just play fast and you, and you win over everybody with your performance. And it's less about, you know, You can about do whatever you want after that. And exactly. let's ride. <laughs> and so let's you can ride. Go, if you can go ball out, everybody else is going to follow you. They're going to be like, okay, I'm with him. I'm with this guy. When you are a, yep. highly played, a highly paid guy and you're not performing and you're still trying to be the local leader, vocal leader, people are like, Yo, what's I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to you know win football games and set myself up and my family up and get contracts like this guy. We better all perform here, and he, and he's not performing right now. Good point. All right, guys, uh, can you forgive? Cowboy fans for getting their hopes up this year. 
But what does a successful season really look like for Big D? We are going to keep it here and find out. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. We are continuing V Week here at ESPN, and we partnered with the V Foundation to highlight really the urgent need for cancer research. This is game-changing research that helps save lives. You can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. And again, 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. It's Friday, so let's do some Friday forecast. Acho wasn't pretty, but Brock got it done. Brock. Purdy. One Purdy, but Brock got it done. He's going to get a win against Tom Brady, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And it's going to be because, yes, his weapons on the outside, but also that defense. The San Francisco 49ers defense is the best defense in football. Add that to guys like Ayuk on the offense, guys like McCaffrey. Brock Purdy will get an ugly win. Uh, Ninko tells how the Chargers shot the Dolphins. Well, there's going to be some cumulus nimbus clouds. I can't even say it. <laughs> cumulus? Cumulus nimbus? Not cumulus. Cumulus nimbus. I just dropped my mic. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be some lightning there in L.A. I'm going with the Chargers over the Dolphins. Chargers shot the Dolphins. You are not. RC, uh, do the Dolphins blow through L.A.? Well, I guess there's going to be a lot of sun shining in Hawaii because Tua Tungavaloa is going to light the Chargers up. I don't know, but whatever it is, Tua Tungavaloa rebounds this week. Mike McDaniel puts him in position to succeed. He'll understand how much he needs to improve over last week, and I think this team gets back to rolling against the Chargers. <laughs> Brooke, uh, Cowboys, will they storm through the Texans? They sure will. Those cumulonimbus clouds. That's uh, there you go. That's one, of us, one of us went to weather camp, and it was me. Oh, it's man. me, the aspiring meteorologist. The, the, the cumulonimbus clouds cumulonimbus. are going to Texas. That storm system is moving through. Because the Cowboys are going to storm the Texans. The Cowboys are playing great right now. And look, Mike McCarthy said, don't take the cheese on this big point spread. I'm taking the cheese, and I'm running with it. Okay, RC, so we had this discussion here, and I know how you talked about the Cowboys now. In your opinion, though, what's a successful season for the Dallas Cowboys? 
The Dallas Cowboys have to get to the NFC Championship, and obviously we always speak of the Dallas Cowboys in terms of Super Bowls, in terms of the Lombardi Trophy, but this is a team that hasn't had that sort of success over the last 25-plus years, and when you look at where they position themselves, many people feel like the Dallas Cowboys, if not the best team in the NFC, are number two or number three, along with the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. Now the San Francisco 49ers are playing with a third-string quarterback. The Philadelphia Eagles are team that has a quarterback that hasn't proven much in the playoffs, but so do the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are a team that has overachieved at some points in this season, and we've also seen them hit some lows, and so they need to be consistent throughout the rest of the season, win early in the playoffs, and find themselves in what could be San Francisco, what could be AT&T Stadium, or it could be in Philadelphia, find themselves in the NFC Championship with the chance to play for the big game, and then it's anyone's game at that point. Acho, what do you think a successful season is for the Cowboys? I would say it's a Super Bowl. I would say going to the Super Bowl wow. is a successful season. The reason why is look at the look at the landscape of the NFC. Tom Brady's having his worst year. He's having a down year. Aaron Rodgers having one of his worst years. Uh, Brock Purdy is now the starter at San Francisco, one of the main opponents. And now the only thing standing in your way is the Philadelphia Eagles, a division rival. You have an offense. Everyone's saying, man, Dak is back. Look how great our offense is. The best offense is Dak is back. We know how good the defense is. Anything less than a Super Bowl for me in this season isn't good enough. Other seasons, it's like, man, the Cowboys Super Bowl or bust. But everyone else around you is at a lower point. This has to be your year to make it, to win the NFC and make it to a Super Bowl. Okay, so then given that he's saying Super Bowl, Ninko, what about for Mike McCarthy? Because McCarthy? You, you remember now at this time last year when they were rolling, then they get to the playoffs, boom, they're right out of there. He does, he, not does he have to, does he, can he win one playoff game? And come back yeah. next season. Yeah, they could win one playoff game. But if he loses one playoff game, he's out of there. I'm telling you. Like, if he has to go to Tampa and they lose to Tampa, McCarthy's out of there. And let's not forget this team also has penalty issues. So, that can really catch up to you in the playoffs, especially when games come down to one or two possessions. It's, it's really going to be inter- interesting to see how they – change and adapt into the playoffs because they can't play the same like they are in the regular season. you got to take a step up, and especially in the playoffs. Where you at with this, bro? Look, I, I think that the Cowboys have more pressure on them than any team in the league to get to the Super Bowl, and that's applied because of who they are as a franchise, because of the lack of playoff success. But the person applying the most pressure is inside the building. The call is coming from inside the star. It's Jerry Jones. He's on the line. He wants to win right now. And the way that he has hyped this team up, the way that he really wants this playoff success, to me, they have to get to the Super Bowl. They have to win an NFC title or else it's another year of falling short of expectations. You're paying Dak a lot of money. You've got a great championship defense. No, you don't necessarily have the elite skill position players around Dak, but you've still got Zeke. I think Michael Gallup's coming on strong. CeeDee Lamb, James Washington's coming back. They have all the tools to make it to a Super Bowl. Another early exit, even getting the second round, losing in the NFC title game, none of that is good enough for Jerry Jones. RC, does Mike McCarthy need to get to the Super Bowl and come back next season? You know what? I don't believe so. I believe Mike McCarthy needs to perform well in the playoffs. He needs to understand clock management. They need to be disciplined. They can't lose a game because of that. But if this team wins a wild card game and wins a divisional playoff round game and gets to the NFC Championship and plays well against the Philadelphia Eagles team that might be more talented or that has played better throughout this season, I believe Mike McCarthy keeps his job then. But I do agree with Nico on this. This team has to go to a Tampa or go to – 
another division winner and loses early to a team that on paper isn't better than they are, I believe that Mike McCarthy will be out and the Dallas Cowboys will be searching for that next head coach because Jerry Jones understands his true mortality is at stake here and he wants to win another one before he doesn't have a chance to. Mm, good point. All right, guys, got to remind you, uh, tomorrow at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, right here on ESPN and the app, we've got the 88th Annual Heisman Trophy Ceremony, the four finalists, all four quarterbacks, Georgia, Stetson Bennett, TCU's Max Duggan, Ohio State's C.J. Stroud, and Caleb Williams from USC. Chris Fowler is your host for the 29th straight year. Well, just hours into his time with the Rams, Baker Mayfield, he was the hero. Was the former number one pick good, or was it the Raiders' defense just that bad? Stephen A., Bart, R.C., Christine Williamson, answer that. First take follows us here on Get Up. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, start your weekend off right here. ESPN NBA Friday doubleheader. LeBron, the Lakers continue their six-game road trip. They take on Philly. Joel Embiid in the Sixers, 7 Eastern, 430 Pacific. And then we've got Giannis and the Bucks. They're in Dallas. Luka, the Mavs. It all starts with NBA countdown at 7. Time now, though, for the best of the week. The whole crew is back, and we're ready to go. I've already been accused this morning of being on drugs and whatever else. Because you smoke crack, don't you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we're in the Christmas season, right? He's already laughing. This is going to be good. I'm right. my nuggets. Blah, blah, blah. We all know it's coming. Air Jordan! He looks incredibly handsome next to these guys, kind of like me right now next to you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's it! Funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. We have a new feature that we are going to try this morning, and it has <laughs> You give zero pops about that. Zero! Pop that thing. Twerk it, twerk it. Pop that thing. Guys, I got it. Here's what we're going to do. Ride with Purdy. Purdy. You got to ride with the high hand. If you are, like, pooping on Zach Wilson all this time, we're not pooping. We're not pooping. You have standards. You are suggesting a pooping. You are advocating for a pooping. No. I usually don't shock her. Agree with Dan on my. None of us. None of us do. Dominic Vosky looks very concerned about the fact that you have a bat. No, no, I'm not going to use it on no, Dom and let him cut no. me off one more I mean, whether it's swing it, that's a near-death experience for me. I just had a near, oh, two near-death experiences this morning. Thanks for getting up with us this morning. 
That is tremendous. All right, let's finish up where we started. Raiders blew that 13-point lead Thursday night to Baker Mayfield and the Rams. Vegas had won three in a row, but now just a 4% chance to make the playoffs according to ESPN Analytics. And here's where the current AFC wild card picture stands. Bengals, Dolphins occupy that fifth, sixth spot. But they're really only just a game ahead of the Jets, who own the seventh spot. On the outside, you got four teams who are within two games of the Jets for that last spot. So, Brooke, who's going to snag that final AFC wildcard spot? Don't look now, but that team where I'm in the locker room every week, the Steelers, they are really building something. And I know you're going to say, I don't believe it. I, it's I'm a really 2% forward, chance. today, man. Look, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not just saying this to, like, make RC happy, but I'm just – I'm telling you. You know what I saw last year? I saw a Steelers team that should not be in the playoffs go all the way to the last week, beat the Ravens, and then the way it shook out, they made the playoffs. Never I, had a losing season, I'm just, RC. I'm just saying. Give me a, I've give, seen it before. What do you think, RC? I disagree with her, but I like it. Like, I don't think that the Steelers actually make it to the playoffs, but I love to hear it. I think, you know, when you look at the, the AFC and the teams in the AFC East, that's a that's a division that can get three teams in. You know, you know that the, the Los Angeles Chargers are teeter-tottering on being playoff active as well. And so I don't believe that the Steelers get in, but I believe this is something that goes down to the stretch. And when you look at teams like the Jets, you look at teams like the Chargers have an opportunity to fight their way in if they finish this season. And strong. Nico? I, my guy's got these colors on today. Oh. I'm going Jets, baby. Wow. Come on. Look how about that? that? I'm in the Jet colors looking so good. Wow, I look strong right now. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> got the Jets on. Randy, that's for you, baby. Yeah, Joe, uh, who's hey, going with it? I'm wearing the green, but I'm not going Jets. I'm oh, going no. with the Chargers. Their last three, the last three teams they played, combined record 11 and 26. Colts, Rams, Broncos. December, January football. That's time to win. The Jets, on the other hand, the last three games, their combined record, 19 and 17. They you are, you got the colors. Yeah, you not certainly have the colors on. It's been great, guys. <laughs> Don't forget, first day, Christine, Stephen A., R.C. They're coming up next. 